Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I am your co-host. I am, of course, here with my co-host, Giant Skyhawk. That's me. I'm uh, a bird. Uh, I've been in uh, a cage, but uh, now I've been freed. Uh, you could call me uh, Leonard Skinner. Uh, you could call me a free bird. Hey, let me ask you. When you <laughs> went to London, was that considered your migration? Uh, uh, you know what? You're not wrong, actually. Um <laughs> The, it Do you was, plan on it going was, yearly? Uh, it was a little too cold. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a I had a really, really good time. Uh, so did I. I hope they do another YCS in the same venue so we can stay in the same hotel. Uh, that would be that would be amazing. I Honestly, everything... And, and I feel like now that we're more familiar, we can mess around a little bit more. I think we... When we did it initially, uh, I, I think... I think it would... I would love to add just tack like an extra day on. Because I think yeah, I agree. we definitely would have wanted more time to explore, but for uh, sure, absolutely. We'll we'll call it the the Skyhawk annual migration. That's a good idea. That's what I was thinking, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that said, let's go ahead and go ahead and take take just a moment to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, of course, as always, we want to thank without a doubt Steel Fox Games in Shreveport, Louisiana, and of course ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Now. For those that don't know, Steel Fox is the local that I go to all the time in Shreveport. They have a wonderful selection of all different kinds of singles and sealed product, and they always host case tournaments during pre-release weekends. You don't get the product that weekend. They have to do it after because of Konami rules, but um, you get the point. They ship you the product. <laughs> it works great. Anyway, I love Steel Fox. You should definitely check them out. There's a link to their TCG player down in the description. I feel mm. like I always say shout out to them, but I don't say enough that we have a link to their TCG player page, and you should definitely check them out. It's down there. Uh, also, absolutely. Also, you should for sure check out ETB Games, like I said. Uh, this weekend, so today is August the 4th as of posting. Tomorrow is August the 5th. On tomorrow, August the 5th, Saturday, August 5th, 
I, me, Sonny, am hosting the Top Cut Podcast's first case tournament. It will be hosted at ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. If you need more info for that, you can find it on the Top Cut Podcast Twitter page. Uh, I posted uh, kind of a breakdown of the address, the location, and as well as uh, deck lists will be required. Entry starts at 12, tournament starts at 2, and the case will be split amongst top 8, which will play out top 8, but you know, prizing will go to top 8. So be sure if you are within you know a reasonable drive time and radius we would love to have you there and of course we will be doing a live stream for this event i'm pretty sure anyway i think most likely I'm pretty sure most yes. likely commentary by yours truly uh if you get sick of the world championship come watch our case tournament uh yeah. well what's funny is the world championship day one will be ending in the middle of the night for us on friday night and day two is not going to start until of course around the time that top cut is going to be starting for our tournament valid so you know i totally understand if you want to hop back and forth between these two streams or just go watch worlds i get it but we're going to stream this one for sure and we're going to try to be doing regular streams of various you know uh various Um, case tournaments because i plan on trying to do one of these varying quality <laughs> yeah, you know. So we're gonna go ahead and post a link in the description down below to the Twitch page that we're gonna be streaming this event at. It'll either be mine or Giant Skyhawks. Uh probably Skyhawks, because I think logging into my Twitch would be kind of annoying. Uh I think it's but doable. I'll 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 bet I'll it'll be one of ours. We'll play around I'll, I'll with it. With yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll play around <laughs> with it. So, with that said, of course, again, huge thank you to Steel Fox and ETB Games. We also want to go ahead and thank uh, one of our wonderful sponsors, Gem Accessories. So, this there, there's going to be more time spent on sponsors. I'm just going to let you know. So if you want to skip all the sponsor stuff, that's fine. I get it. You'll just have to skip a few minutes. But they, we, a lot of our sponsor stuff has been redone here in the last like week. So, Gem Accessories, we now have a much, much, much better deal for anybody that wants to use our affiliate link or code for Gem Accessories. Uh, we have reached out and talked to them and worked with them, and they've been awesome in working with us to get you, the listeners, the best deal possible. So previously, the way that it worked was that we had an affiliate link, or yeah, we had affiliate link with a code or something along those lines, and whenever you either followed the link or entered the code, you got 5% off your order if it was your first order from Gem. So it was kind of like a one-time deal. You got 5% off sure but the new setup is much better you can just click our affiliate link which is in the description down below on any episode that from here forward and our affiliate link will allow you to get 10 percent off on any purchase on the gem accessory store we get a little bitty kickback like two percent of the purchase we get a kickback i'm you know i'm very upfront about you know the finances of the podcast so i'll just let you know uh, we get a 2% kickback, and you get 10% off your order. And like I said, this should go for any order going forward, not just your first order. So if you ever want 10% off something on the Gem Accessories site, be sure to use our link in the description down below. Now, a very similar thing with Tier 0 Games. So you can follow our link in the description down below for Tier 0 Games. Now, you get 5% off any order, and we get a 5% cut on that one. We don't set the rates on these things. They do, but that's the one for Tier Zero Games. I think that's the same thing that you'll find on many other big creators like House of Champs and things like that. So now, 
tier zero games a little bit different gem accessories obviously they do deck boxes backpacks binders etc all very high quality stuff very good tier zero is very different they do singles and sealed product almost exclusively so if you want to you can go to tier zero games you can follow our link or if you could just go to the regular tier zero games website you when you get to the checkout you can enter code top cut five again that's top cut five to get five percent off your order help us out and as a result you can go ahead and get those cards that you want at an even better price they specialize i will say in pre-orders of sealed and singles so for example the new duelist pack is already out it's already on their website to pre-order you can go on there get all the cards you want and the coolest part about tier zero games they will sell you an entire deck core just a whole core and if something sells out quickly they bump the price by a couple of dollars and then they relist so for example the volcanic core on tier zero games had already sold out by the time i checked this morning it was 70 dollars, and it was already gone but they usually anyway by now they will have relisted that that set it's it's what's What's the name of the set? Help me out. Legendary Duelists 10. Soul Burning Volcano. Soul Burning... Burning Volcano. Okay, so <laughs> they did. They upped the price and relisted the entire Volcanic Core. It went from $70 to $71. So they are very good about going in and relisting things once they're sold out on their website. So, and again... The entire Volcanic Core is $70, 71 It's definitely worth checking them out. And I believe that even though they're based in the UK, anything over $50 gets free international shipping. So if you're worried about paying those international charges, if you go ahead and you click the link, then you go ahead and place your order for, say, $60, right? Once you use the link, you'll get 5% off, so it'll come down to about $57. And then you go ahead and you get free international shipping on that. Sunny, Sunny, is, so, Sunny is giving you all the secret strats. That's the... Yeah, I and I will also say, this is the last affiliate link I'll plug today. So we haven't really been plugging our TCG player affiliate link because of the, I'll say, not unsavory business practices that eBay and TCG player are taking against their union that has been formed by the by the workers at tcg player uh, the union has been formally recognized and approved by the national labor relations board but even though the union has been approved by the nlrb uh, ebay and tcg player are still illegally refusing to recognize it as an official union so with that said eBay and TCG Player have hired the same law firm that Starbucks has used in their anti-union efforts. So, with that said, the union is not calling for a boycott of any TCG Player services at this time. They still believe in good faith bargaining. Their goal is to, in good faith, bargain a fair deal with eBay or TCG Player. And as such, they do not want to see anything but the success of the company which is very noble of them and very kind of them considering the treatment that they're getting. So that said, if you do want to take a little bit of money out of TCG Player's pocket and give it to us, you can do that by following our affiliate link in the description down below. 
There is uh, so. did there is one affiliate link you forgot to mention. Uh, you can actually get uh, custom sized Japanese sleeves there now. It's been around for a couple months, and that is Dragon. Absolutely, Shield. we have an affiliate link with Dragon Shield in the description as well. So if you uh, if you need some sleeves, that's the place. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you said that because I definitely for, totally forgot that. So those are the four major affiliate links that we have. My, we have Tier my, Zero Games, we have Gem Accessories, we have TCG Player, and we have Dragon Shield. My, we are not going to be doing this on every episode, but with everything being reworked, I wanted to be very clear to you, the audience mm -hmm. members, on exactly where we were at with those. But, my, of course... Uh, my role for the first 10 minutes of, of each episode and going forward the first four is, is just in case you miss something. I basically have to sure. sit here and I smile and I nod and I wave at the audience. And then if something goes wrong, I'm like, oh, also... I'm with that. This one. Yeah, again, <laughs> going forward, these are going to be... This, this intro is going to be way shorter. I know people hate the long intros, but I really do want to be very clear with our audience exactly what the affiliate link means for you and what we get out of it. So for example, on Dragon Shield, everything you purchase, the affiliate amount is completely different depending on the product. So some products it's like as high as 10%, some it's as low as like 2%. So it's hard to gauge there, but on TCG Player, I think we get a 3% uh, kickback on the affiliate link. So it really helps us out a ton when you use those links before you shop. But the biggest way that you can help us out is with Patreon. So, of course, down below, we have a link to our Patreon. You can go ahead and subscribe at the $5 and up tier to get an extra episode every week. The $1 and up tier gets your name in at the end of the podcast. And, of course, uh, seriously, thank you to all of our patrons who support the podcast. Uh, and if you're curious how much we make there, we also have that completely public on Patreon. But uh, I do actually want to take a second to talk to the patrons directly as well. So a lot of patron subscriptions have been getting declined by patreon i really want to let everyone know that if your payment got declined over the last couple of months it's probably not your fault patreon has publicly been having some pretty serious issues with in with payments getting declined that should never have been declined so they are they've been going very publicly on twitter on the patreon support account for the last couple of days just kind of like updating like hey we know this is an issue we are trying to fix this issue it's an issue exactly here within our payment processing system causing you know certain banks and certain kinds of accounts to get you know automatically declined for no particular reason even when there's money in the account so i will i'm, I'm only going to ask the one time because i don't want to be that guy uh, if you do if you are a patreon please go ahead and check your subscription because not just for us, for any creator, because it's just willy-nilly declining people all over Patreon. Mm -hmm. And so if you are subscribed to the Patreon and you are trying to get access to the honestly kind of incredibly deep backlog of additional content that we have there, a lot of episodes you will not there. be able to access. There's, there's honestly... There's, there's hundreds. There's Well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's like the early episodes too, but honestly, like for Patreon episodes, like one per week, for like what almost two years you've been doing this now we've or that well, we've the been patreon's going? been going for a, like a year and a yeah. half so you're but you're, a lot i'll be honest a lot of the patreon episodes kind of sucked we've completely redone them yeah you're, you're looking at probably at least like 60 70 extra episodes so if you want to listen the most yeah. the, i will say the latest one is a banger uh, i titled it um 
Uh, Sunny explains the plot of Futurama to a captive audience, uh, the captive audience being me. So if you want to listen yep. to uh, Sunny torture me uh, talking about uh, a red-haired guy going into the future, uh, <laughs> sign up for our Patreon. Of course. <laughs> okay, so with that said, let's go ahead and finally get content. into today's content. After 14 minutes, uh, let's go. <laughs> so Skyhawk, you might go ahead at the beginning and just like put a little thing in here like, hey, if you want to get past all of the <laughs> ad read stuff and explanation of our affiliate links, you can cut yeah, to the 15-minute yeah, yeah. mark. I'll put, some, so, I'll put some big flashing uh, neon letters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, last episode we had a moment where I talked about the... It, I want to say I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I went on this like long spiel about this thing with remote duels and something about. A... Yes, I recall. Uh, so you were talking about um, it, it was about set legality, like, the... set legality for set remote legal... duels, set legality for remote duels. Yep. Uh, and I mentioned that sometimes for certain events they have made sets not legal for the event because the set came out that weekend and people didn't have access to the cards. And you very, very plainly called me out on a ton of incorrect, just factually wrong information that I said. So, uh, a friend of mine, you may know him, his name is Dylan. He started mm-hmm. the Opelousa is not a floodgate the, the, argument. A, 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 and, an absolute titan of Top Cut Podcast discourse, may I say. Absolutely. As a, <laughs> without has, a has, doubt. Has probably started almost every argument. <laughs> Some of our biggest pieces of deep lore within the fan base and within the community have come from discourse completely started by Dylan. Mm -hmm. So I love you, Dylan, because he does sometimes listen. He is one of my absolute best friends without a doubt. We talk on the phone most days for five to six hours a day, and that's not an exaggeration. But he came up with an amazing idea, which is uh, a counter that goes on the bottom of the screen. And it is the... uh, how many times has Sonny blatantly given de- com- absolutely objectively <laughs> false information and Skyhawk had to correct him? I uh, <laughs> I could do that. I have the power. I'm uh, I'm, I'm the one who edits all these, and I'll, I'll listen, definitely yeah. listen to chunks back to back. I could do that, but yeah. I, I think I think the problem is I would I would likely also fact check myself. So if we yeah. like if we're doing times, that, it's got to yeah, be it's times. Pro- it's, it, it's got to be at yeah. the bottom. It'll only show up if something actually happens. But if something happens, we'll put the the Skyhawk to Sunny misinformation counter on the bottom. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Time Sunny has confidently given factually incorrect information that Skyhawk had to immediately correct. Listen, Sunny is still is still catching up from like a month off of the game. So we gotta. We and gotta, regardless we gotta, of that, we I'm a really confident liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Uh, uh, on so that, on, we're going to talk about actual yeah, content on, now. On that note, uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about podcasts. We're talking about, I was just going to say? say, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So we mentioned it a little bit at the end of the last episode, but the more we thought about it and the more we talked about it amongst ourselves, we realized that we really did want to devote more time to the actual podcast that the Konami staff put out last week not a or beginning of this week not a reaction channel but right now we are a reaction channel right so i will say that for me personally i enjoyed the overall podcast i really don't want to come into this by saying 
all of the things that I had an issue with to turn around and say, yeah, but, but, but it was good, right? Because I feel like it's important to set that baseline level of expectation of I, I enjoyed it. I will probably go back and listen to it again in an attempt mm. to get a little bit more detail and depth out of it that I think if you know enough about the goings-on of Yu-Gi-Oh!, if you know enough about the banlist history and enough about different aspects of the game, moments, timings of things happening behind the scenes, I feel like you can infer a lot more from these podcasts from the little things that they say offhand. So I do want to say that I I do genuinely enjoy that this content exists. And I think that it is an amazing and wonderful step forward for Konami when it comes to communication with the player base, not just from a perspective of we're going to make some Twitter posts and then never reply to anybody but actually talking about the things that we as players and as duelists, things that we discuss. So for me, it was very interesting to hear them ask, well, you know, you were at YCS Philly. When the ban list drops in the middle of round two, day one. What was that like? What was that like? What was that feeling like? And it also, to me, is extremely funny that they very clearly and explicitly knew what they were doing when they did that. Yeah, it seemed it definitely it was definitely intentional, um, which I, think, I kind of love. I'm so I'm so down. I, uh, I think I think I think once in a while it's okay. I, I think and I think like everybody was hype. Nobody expected it. I think that's cool. Um, I think that it's important to note that we got that ban list as soon as possible. Because if we got the ban list on Friday or Thursday, and then it did not apply for the YCS, then we're just playing in a lame duck format. But if you get that ban list on Saturday, well, it's no different than getting it on Monday. Mm -hmm. right? So they could have just waited and given it to us Monday. But they did something that they rarely do. They took the funny route. Yep. And I respect that. <laughs> yep, I think uh, that you mentioned uh, in your in your kind of uh, preamble about the the podcast that it was the little moments that you can infer a lot out of, and that is, I think, my main uh, criticism is I would like those moments to be more obvious. So, and sure. I think the perfect example of this, and this isn't like an area of criticism necessarily. I think it's just an area of improvement. So, for example, Billy Brake is somebody who's on the research and development team. And you were the first one who actually pointed this out to me. Billy Brake goes on probably like a minute long section talking about how much he just like hates Pearly. Like he legitimately (laughs) has come out and he's like, I hate Pearly. If you're wondering why that deck got hit three weeks after release, that is why. (laughs) It's because somebody somebody on R&D doesn't like it. What was missing from it was an explanation. And that is what I think this could be finally the best avenue for. Um, uh, What I would have wanted from Billy in that moment is to go, I don't like it and here's why. And this is why we decided to put this card to one. So like um, in terms of delicious memory, right? So So he does say, I don't like the deck and here's why I don't like the deck. I hate that it does this. I hate this way that the deck plays. He 
he does say that he's he was happy to see delicious memory to one yeah well he just doesn't explicitly say and i'm really happy that i made that happen (laughs) yeah well that's so that's that's what i want i don't necessarily want him to be like it was me ha ha i'm the one who did it (laughs) but but i would love for that to be like a moment where billy or jerome or anybody who's on the podcast to come out and say hey so i don't like this and here's why and this is why as a like a ban list committee or as an R&D department, we decided that this was the hit at this time. So we decided that mm-hmm. Delicious Memory had to go to one because these aspects of the deck make it unfun to play against, even though it's so new. And I would love if that was the type of communication we received. I think there's lots of cool yeah. tidbits in here. Having the head of organized play on is amazing. These are people we never yes. get to talk to. We never get to talk to those people. I did not even consider that that was a position that existed within Konami obviously in hindsight again obviously (laughs) it's a position that needs to exist but for but that but that's a role that when i'm thinking about okay well you know who's who are the head who are the people that make the biggest difference at yuki okay well the r&d team the judge team and the head of the judge team right and from there it's you know directors of general ideas of how they want the game to progress moving forward right People that have final say in things. But the people that schedule all the regionals, which it's explicitly stated he schedules all of the regionals, that schedule YCSs, things of that sort, to me, that is absolutely invaluable information Mm -hmm. in getting a deeper look into the cogs that make Konami turn. And like you said, that's something that we've never seen before. That is a level of forward-facing, what's the word I'm looking for? Transparency that we've never had. Yes, that is exactly the word. Yep. And uh, I'm under no illusions that this is the type of stuff that can happen very quickly. Uh, I imagine there's probably a lot of things that they can't say. Uh, Yes. But, uh, for example, I think uh, with with like uh, Walter Jewell and, uh, and Asala, who are both very 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 skilled players um a lot of i feel like a lot of the like i didn't like this on the list uh kind of turned itself around to be a positive which i imagine they were probably told to do but yes it is it's like it is super nice to have people who are outside the organization come and have that conversation like asala obviously has worked with them a lot but to my knowledge walter jewel is just a, a player like i think he's maybe been on commentary teams occasionally and they mentioned in the podcast, I think, that he was going to be joining commentary booths. Um, but, uh, like, for example, Asala basically came out and said, like, a rice heart is a, is a strong card. It's a problematic card. Uh, and so right. having that having that openness in conversation is what I would like to see more. But it's obviously, it's a, it's a tough place to be for a company that is following kind of a, a model of, of, of opacity for about as long as it's gotten so i will take i will take the steps Uh, i have notes but i have no i I want to see more i'm happy it exists (laughs) absolutely i will offer i think that there are quite a few critiques to be offered i think that there are quite a few very fair criticisms that can be offered and i think that if you talk to any of the panelists or if you talk to anybody on the production side 
they will acknowledge these things. I don't think that anything that I'm saying is unfair. Mm-hmm. Agree. I think the first thing to say is everything here felt incredibly deliberate and incredibly steered in the direction and narrative that Konami wants to promote. And I think that I I can understand where that's coming from, but I would like to see just a little bit less from Billy as far as steering the conversation in a very deliberate path. I would like to see a little bit more free flow and a little bit more of letting each panelist who is, in my opinion, they're all very knowledgeable and people that can very people that can give very insightful expressions of their beliefs and opinions. I would like to see a bit more of that and to really explore the personality of the panelists. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that's something that's going to change on an episode by episode basis because three quarters of the panelists change. But I think that having that bit of personality from each of the personalities, right? I think that having that would go a long way in making each of them more endearing. Yep. I think I agree with that. Yeah. My second thing is it's very clear that this was extremely late. This six, eight weeks behind from recording to release. We work on today. We're working on less than 12 hours. (laughs) And a lot of that's my fault. It should be more like 36. But we go 36 hours to 48 hours before release under ideal circumstances. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because of the fast-paced information release schedule that Konami is on a lot of the times. A lot of times the things that we say or do require very fast reactions. And... I don't think that their podcast needs to be that different. I understand that a 12 hours a 12 hour turnaround is not possible. It's absolutely not on that level. But I think that 6 weeks or 8 weeks, I, this feels like something that got recorded and then a bunch of other things came up like the national season, remote dual YCS, other events, and this got put on the back burner. And while I get that, I think that it's very important that this do- does doesn't get delayed in the future more than a week or two. Yep, I definitely agree. Like hearing YCS Philly talk when we're all like that was like a billion years ago. I don't even remember YCS yeah. Philly. Like I, I think that is frustrating. I think probably part of it is that they did talk a lot about Duelist Nexus and some upcoming set releases, but like Wild Survivors feels like such a long time ago for those of us who are really yeah. invested in the format. And the people who are, I feel like the people who are listening to this are the people who are really invested in, in competitive right. play and the local scene and, and large event results and upcoming product releases. So I feel like that's the crowd you have to be catering your timing to. So with all of that said, overall, I really enjoyed their podcast. I really enjoy the content. Clearly, I am quite a fan of podcasts. But like I said, in the future... When they do more of these, because I don't think this is going to be like a two and done kind of thing. One and done, I could see two and done is kind of mm-hmm. weird. So I think this will be an ongoing thing that we see from them. I Or at least I very much hope that it's an ongoing thing from them. And yep. 
if you ever need a panelist or co-host, hit me up. I'll fly out wherever you need me. <laughs> yeah, seems legit. So. Okay. Well, you want to you want to walk you want to work we, us into uh, the next topic? We're moving ourselves in. Yeah, this one is probably going to be on the quicker side, but we did the World Championship is happening this weekend. So we did want to talk Absolutely a little bit is. about about the format. Master Duel obviously is a little wild. Uh, if you want updates, you can go to Jesse Cotton's Twitter. He's been posting some pretty funny stuff. Um one uh I have one kind of side point about the World Championship that I want to bring up. Uh I just remembered this. So House of Champs actually pointed something out interesting on Twitter. Where so sure. for those who don't know, uh Konami flew out some content creators. So uh, yes. DZ, Farfa, Team APS, and uh who am I missing? Tom, Tom Box and Nishi of MST.tv. Of course. Um, it was actually just, it was, by the way, it's not all of Team APS. It was three it's, members. It's, I think of it's Team it's APS. Paul, uh, it's Paul, Alec, and uh, Alex. Alex. Yes, I was like, there's no way it's Alec twice. I'm, I'm, no, it's yeah, Alec. I've lost Alex. it. It is Alec and Alex. Yep. I was thinking Larry, but uh, the, definitely not. Um, okay. Yeah. So Konami has flown them out. Now that might not be breaking news to some because i mean it's kind of expected there's lots of commentators and stuff uh steve kangas is now commentating the master duel championship uh is a league of legends commentator uh who also did the first year anniversary master duel stream uh so that's interesting but the thing to note that uh house of champs pointed out is that the last time konami flew uh creators out uh we got nibiru dimension shifter and dark ruler no more wow wow <laughs> It's a very interesting point to make. So whatever they've yeah, got going I, on, yeah, I never would have even considered that. So whatever they've whatever they've got going on is with with the timer or without the timer. There's something something is happening if they're bringing people out. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to let that simmer in your mind before we get to the last segment. But maybe we'll um, maybe we'll talk more about the timer here in yeah, a few minutes. Yeah. So we want to talk about the TCG format, the TCG, the unified format for. Uh, with a world championship specifically and what we think might be good what people might play um i want to touch a little bit first on like card legality uh obviously for those who don't know the the lists are emerging of the ocg and the tcg lists so if something is forbidden in the ocg but unlimited in the tcg uh say totally awesome uh it is forbidden in the unified format so everything is at it's like least possible legality i guess would be the way to put it yes um so as it, everything is as restricted as it can get. So in terms of what's like notably gone, and there also if there's a card that's not released in a region, it's not legal either. So like Age of Overlord cards will not be legal for this tournament, but Duelist Nexus yes. for the most part is. Uh, some notable unreleased cards. There's not that many that matter that aren't legal, but there are a few. Uh, Assault Synchron will not be legal because it's not released in Korea. Um, Correct. And the other big one is a Link Decoder is not legal. Yes. Uh, also, uh, there are a couple of cards here that, while they are not really, uh, really prevalent, there are just a couple of cards that I want to touch on that I think could have been relevant potentially because I think they're cool. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, uh, Rocket Coder yep. and Tri Edge Master. Yes, Tri Edge Master, a pretty good generic card at least until the the level six uh, Monadium Synchro comes out in Age of Overlord. <laughs> right <laughs> and then triage master is just like whatever um 
A Flamewing Man Infernal Rage also does matter for some hero decks, and I could imagine some people maybe bringing hero to this event. So that's. I was actually consider. thinking about the other one, Armed Neos. Uh, no. <laughs> no, is that not, maybe maybe uh, no. it's the Flamewing Man one that you're, I'm thinking of. I knew one of them was of, decent. You're thinking of the Flamewing Man one. The Flamewing okay. Man one enables some enables some lines. Uh, so, I I want to say that every card that's forbidden in the TCG is obviously forbidden here. There um, are some. There are cards that people are that are forbidden in the OCG that are going to be forbidden here that people not might not realize are going to be forbidden for this event because they are not forbidden here. Fenrir banned. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. So, would you like to go through and f- like go through this list and talk about kind of touch on every card that's forbidden in the OCG that people might not realize? They're like, wait a minute, why didn't they use this card? It is banned. Yep, absolutely. And it impacts decks. For example, Kashtira is probably completely unplayable. Uh, there's a ton yes. of limitations now, uh, and Fenrir is banned. So I don't even know how you could play it. Um, right. So the first thing to note is that there's a lot of cards here that are banned because they let you burn. Because the OCG has cards like Amazonas Archer, yep. as well as Cannon, Cannon Soldier. Soldier. Toon Cannon Soldier. Anything that lets down. you just burn like that is banned. Yep. Except for, I believe, something else to note is that uh, the soul burning, uh, soul burning is not legal because those aren't going to be released in TCG by the time this tournament happens. Um, that is correct. So, uh, some, I'm thinking like, uh, o- the OCG implications are, are kind of weird. So one card that's actually interesting that the TCG has legal is Red Eyes Dark Dragoon. Uh, it would not surprise me if somebody were to think about bringing something like Subterror to this event if Dragoon were legal. Just because having a control strategy with a big boss monster is not a bad plan in a lower power format. But Dragoon being banned drastically lowers your choices for that type of deck. Um, yes. So, so that's like absolutely not something you can really do. Uh, again, totally awesome being banned means that uh, a lot of sprite builds just are not going to play frog engines. Not that they have been and lately, also, but it's not an option. They they can't play frog engines anyway because both Substitute and Rodent Toten yes, are also uh, they're, banned. They're, they're all gone because Substitute was made legal in TCG, but it's still banned in the OCG. Right. Uh, so, like so, you said, Soldier and Fenrir, but also yeah. Cyberjar is legal here, forbidden there. Another card that cripples an entire engine is Wandering Griffin Rider is banned <laughs> in the OCG. Yep. So the Adventure Engine could still probably be used in Synchro Pile. Revolution Synchron will be legal, but you don't get the free negates. And so a lot of people might be like, I don't want to play all these bricks. Let's not do it. We're not. We're I would not. also <laughs> like to say uh, another deck that you might think, eh, maybe it's like almost playable. There's a lot of restrictions. It's a lot lower power. Maybe you can play it. You can play Super Heavy Samurai. No, no. not only is Scarecrow banned, Soulbreaker um, Armor is also banned for good measure. Yeah, and uh, the OCG also has some limits and some semi-limits on uh, Super Heavy cards. I think, Unreal. I think Motorbike is at two, and there's another card. that, And I think Soul is at one, if I remember the last list correctly. Um, That's... Another very small one. So I think for combo strategies, I think people would consider something like Infernoble. Not a lot of the stuff is hit in the, the TCG or the OCG, but there is yeah. one key piece of the resource engine that is banned, and that is Divine Sword Phoenix Blade is banned is in hilarious. the OCG. And that actually does impact how you play the deck a little bit. So that's something to consider. Um, that's most The only ones we haven't touched on are Magical Explosion, Life Equalizer, and Cannon Soldier MK2 exactly, but... Those are all just kind of 
garbage burn cards and like that's fine they can be banned it doesn't bother so, me one other deck actually uh so dragon link is something that will struggle uh because the bestial lubellion is limited in the ocg yeah uh, i was actually going through the yeah, limited list so here i'm like wow and sprite also sprite jet and sprite blue are at one so sprite is going to be really hard to play um pendulum is basically completely unplayable chronograph and dark worm are at one it's going to be really really hard and right like, there's three bestials at one too Drew's Worm, and Ball Dragon, Magnemite are all limited. And Unicorn, like Cashier, yep. you know, like you mentioned Cashier is unplayable. Like, yeah. Gearsu the Orcus Mech Knight is limited here, which is funny because it's not limited in the TCG, but it is in the OCG. But they also have Harpoor at, I think, two. So it's funny that Gearsu is uh, limited. Yep. Also, Sprite is really bad because mm-hmm. both Jet and Blue are limited. Yep. Uh, some other decks that are, are and Rhino Heart. Worse. Pearly has Sleepy Memory and Delicious Memory limited to one. Uh, now that might happen on the upcoming TCG list, but for now it's it's in the in the merged format. They both hit different spells, so that actually punishes Pearly a lot. Uh, Hero might suck. Fusion Destiny is still at one in the OCG, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you can't even play like Z- like an anti meta strat like Zodiac because Divine Arsenal AA Zeus is limited. Yeah. Uh, wow, I forgot Prosperity was limited yeah, over there. Prosperity That's really is at funny. one, and that that changes like a lot of decks. So like something like Madolce that can get away with Prosperity and could be good in a lower power format ends up not being a good choice because the consistency is a lot lower with Prospect one. I think some people might still try to play it, uh, but that's a thing. So Fluandaries and the Magnificent Map is limited to one, so that's a hit yes. to Flu and Barrier Statue. Wow. Uh, Not only is Sprite Blue and Jet <laughs> limited, Starter is also yes. limited. Starter is at one. You are correct about that. Uh, branded Fusion Mask is limited. Mask Change 2? Branded Fusion is at one. and As is Branded Opening. So Branded is not going to be very good. Uh, Mask Change 2? Yep. Uh, Mask Change 2. Yep. It's, uh, the OCG has that limited wow. because of generic uh, Dark Law access was becoming a problem over there. At one and point. Runic Fountain is yep. limited. And Runic Fountain to one. So as you can see... There's a lot of stuff here that is hit. So the question then becomes, what is actually good? So there are, I think, two decks that people are mainly talking about. And then I have another couple of interesting picks that might be good. So so uh, I will say, I think that I can list off about five or six decks mm-hmm. that in this low power ceiling of a format are extremely good yep there's three that i have in mind you if you want to name some go for it uh swordsole fluffle dino and tri brigade uh okay i have actually the uh, answer is labyrinth the answer is I actually had, just yeah, labyrinth and I eldritch had, but i had i had one of those on my list yeah so i think you probably, probably had you probably had exactly swordsole on your list Yes, so Swordsoul and Labyrinth. Um, <laughs> Swordsoul is just completely unhit. Like, it has almost no hits on this list at all. It's only uh, Protoss. It's, yeah, it's, and, like, Protoss was already banned in the TCG, so who cares? Like, um, Swordsoul it looking really, really good for this. Uh, and, again, Labyrinth as well, also looking very, very well, strong. Well, I should um, note, Swordsoul is only... I mean, uh, Protoss is only banned in the TCG, and that is the yeah. only hit on either list. Protoss is not banned in the OCG. That's... Oh, the, oh, I can't believe the OCG doesn't play Sword Soul. Anyway, I feel like that conversation has come up on Twitter. Um, they also have Black Dragon, and they don't play Adam Emancipator. Yeah, well, they have Max C, so it's a different universe. Um, yeah, true. 
the one of the interesting bits uh so labyrinth obviously is like almost completely unhit it's like prosperity is hit so you can't play that as much or you can just play the one with some extravagances uh so that makes the uh punishment builds a little bit worse and um uh skill drain is at one so the floodgate build is a little bit less potent i guess um one uh the labyrinth like otherwise like the engine is totally unhit i could see furniture lab doing really well uh the other deck what is sky striker uh engage it to i think they still That's have some it. weird stuff on the list uh oh uh, no they have hornet drones limited in both yeah. so i don't i don't know about that um i think uh obviously uh sunseed jess is gonna it. be there I would be floored if Sunseed just was not playing Rickus on Avalon. That deck is Oh just, yeah, that's obviously gonna that, be there. But that deck is completely unhit and we know it will be represented by probably the best player to ever touch a plant card. Um yes. it, so that's that's gonna be there. I do not think Dinosaur will be great. Um because of Misket One. I think Misket One. You could definitely play it blind second. Uh like all the staples are definitely there. It's an option. Uh, I've actually been doing pretty well on Blind Second in the TCG format right now. Uh, I don't think Tri-Brigade is going to be that good. Uh, Fractal Fractal is at 2. Uh, and I feel like a lot of their payoffs are a little weird. Uh, and the, the, the better build of Tri-Brigade is like Tri-Sprite, and Sprite is so neutered that I don't think it would succeed. Although, Tri-Brigade Lyralist could do well. Uh, there aren't a lot of restrictions on that deck. Uh, aside from Fractal to 2. Uh... Fluffle, I think, is is kind of hit by... Uh, so Foolish Burial Goods is at 2 in the OCG. Uh, and that is actually like a like an absolutely gigantic, massive hit to the deck. Uh, and one other thing is that uh, Toad is banned. So, you, so playing the deck going first gets a lot worse. Uh, you can see that from Master Duel results, generally speaking. Well, I think the format is Sword Soul, Rika, Labyrinth, and then... I think for Rogue, uh, I think somebody could bring Madolce. Uh, I would not be surprised if like an Earth Machine build also showed up here. Earth Machine is completely unhit. Uh, and that deck has a lot of strong you know pieces. What? Oh, well, I was going to say, you know, a deck has gotten a regional top late recently. And like, I could definitely see some random person bringing it because they thought it was funny. But never mind. I just remembered Dragoon is banned in the OCG. Dra Dragoon is banned, yeah. I uh, one so thing that no, I dark, no Dark Magician. One thing to watch out for, uh, I would not be surprised to see uh, somebody be like, hey, all the Unchained stuff is legal. Uh, and then, that and, is and true. Bring that uh, it's that a, is it, true. I'm, honestly, this is super fun because there are players who are going to be bringing some weird stuff because this format is very strange <laughs> there's so much weirdness like you you probably can't play sprite you can't play a lot of the runic hybrid builds you can't play cash um monadium might be really good but people might be prepared for that on hand traps and not all of the monadium stuff is going to be legal uh it's a weird format like when have yeah. we ever played in swords of labyrinth format and what dynamics does that cause how does Labyrinth... I'm, I can tell yeah. you every interaction in the Sword Soul Labyrinth matchup and every single implication of that matchup without even much effort because of how much me and Caleb played that matchup. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but I, and Sword Soul like... loses it every time. You have to, uh, yeah. you have to build your deck. <laughs> you literally yeah. have to deck build around Labyrinth 
around D-Barrier. You have to play the Sword Soul. You have to play the Tenyi Links 3 mm-hmm. and 4 to be able to play under D-Barrier. It's I that big of a deal. Uh, I definitely agree. Do we do we want to spend a little more time on this, or do we want to touch on the uh, the, the last bit here? Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of minutes. Let's go ahead and move on to the... Uh, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about the timer. Mm-hmm. So last time we touched on the timer, and I, I cannot stress this enough. It's really exciting, and I do not think that enough people are talking about the timer and the potential significance of it. Sure, it's very cool that the last time they flew content creators out, they had this big reveal of Nibiru and Dimension Shifter and Dark Ruler No More. Sweet. Cool epic i don't think that's what this is they could also do that but that's not what this timer is yeah the more i I think about it the more i genuinely believe that this this announcement is format unification i yeah yes it could be a movie but i i'm kind of with joseph here i i absolutely refuse to believe that it's some like dm reboot i please can we just move on accept Yu-Gi-Oh for what it is yeah. now and leave all of the DM stuff to merch like you actually brought I, up I, another interesting point too which is that it could be a major master duel update that catches the game up uh I I don't see that either though because I, unless they do format unification I, I think that's the only way that you can justify that because yeah. yes I you have to unify all of the formats under not only you'd have to give like TCG, a OCG cards, list, like, which which yeah. what schedule do you fall by? Do you say it's a unified format, but it's following the TCG release schedule? That like, doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So I I definitely you agree have with to, what you're saying. So it has to be not only do you have to link up the ban lists because we can all agree if you link the ban lists but you don't link the release schedules together, then. It what, will what be. <laughs> it, it'll be one of the worst moves they've ever done. And if you link up the release schedules but not the ban lists, well, that's arguably even worse. So, it has to be one united front on all aspects of it. That includes the ban list. That includes the card pool. That includes master duel. I cannot stress that enough. This needs to include master duel. And I'll go back to what you said in the previous episode of there needs to be there. There seems to be a through line of moves that have been made over the last three or so years or even two years where you can point and go. It seems like they wanted to do this a few years ago, but COVID got in the way, whether it be printing issues, whether it be development issues because of people having to be out of the office or have people, you know, just. The, the difficulties of working a creative design-based job yeah. that, you know, I think requires not just an average amount of collaboration, but an enormous amount of day-to-day collaboration. Yep. When you have everybody separated where they can't collab at the same level, I think that that makes that a lot more difficult. So COVID really gets in the way of the design process of the game and the... It, it requires such a massive amount of synchronized communication to make something like this happen at every level. And it's if this if they do this, it is a massive undertaking. 
and we need to give them an immense amount of credit for it. And if they don't do this and they're just announcing more merch, we need to flame them very hard for taunting us. Yeah, I think a couple of caveats here. One, this is mostly baseless speculation. A lot of it is just kind of piecing together little bits of stuff that we think about. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit about my Master Duel uh, thesis, if you will. Uh, but the uh, the other thing that I want to point out is like I, I think we could also be setting the expectation for this to be really high. Like I hope it is something that applies to all the regions. I hope it is something that applies to Master Duel or the card game, and I hope that it is something large enough that it is actually worthy of a timer. I don't want it to be a DM reboot. I think a movie would be cool, but it would be nice if this was something to do with the card game, seeing as it's the World Championship where people are playing the card game. Uh, and not Jump Festa, where the audience is some, is more of the anime side of the community, which is perfectly valid. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're like a mainly an anime person, absolutely, totally fine. We're glad to have you along. Super sick. But I would love for this to be a card game focused announcement. For the release schedule thing, I think almost everybody was confused about the state that Master Duel released in. And it didn't yes. really start to make sense for me until we until the timer came up and we started thinking about the possibility of format unification, because there would be almost I could not I cannot possibly think of a logical reason to release it in that state, like nine to ten months behind the TCG, and and like even further behind the OCG, with a weird unified ban list that didn't make any sense, it, with a game that was clearly unfinished. Or at least in terms of like the the little bits and pieces in the polish, aside from the simulator, right? There would be no reason to do that unless they felt like they were forced to do that because of the pandemic. And I think the goal of Master Duel was supposed to be the thing to help unite the formats. But because of the timing of COVID and the pandemic, it screwed up their schedule. So I think this could be using the 25th as a way to... To be like, we're starting the process, we're getting it in line. The thing that I, has me the most, like, big think is on the timer page. It says, like, celebrating the anniversary in February 2024. I have to think yes. that whatever the timer is for, it, 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 there's, an, there's a reason that that date is on the page, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> I think. Not only will I take everything that you said forward and also reiterate the printing of the Asian English yep. set reiterate the simplified chinese and reiterate when we talk about the world championship of the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game i think it's important to contextualize what this is this is the ultimate unification moment of all aspects of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. this is not just the the time of year where they do anime announcements and they do rush duel announcements and things of that sort. That's not what this is. This is not a casual event. This is competitive. This is the height of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. This was always intended to be the very pinnacle of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. And if they really want to make this every year after this, the pinnacle of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh, then they understand because I truly with all my heart believe despite what the commenters on Twitter and wherever Reddit, whatever may believe about the Konami employees and the Konami leadership. 
I believe that the leadership at Konami, while some of their decisions are baffling, I believe that they are extremely smart individuals for the most part. I believe that the individuals at Konami are very competent and that they do overall a very good job managing and running this card game, despite what many people believe. There is bloat in a corporation. It takes time to do things and it takes time to make big things happen. It takes time to make little things happen. But when you think about the world championship, you don't think about a movie. You don't think about a show. You don't think about Rush Duel. You don't think about a video game. You think about the card game. You think yeah. about the world champion of the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game. You don't think about an OCG player. You don't think about a TCG player. You don't think about a Master Duel player. You think about the best out of any of them. Mm -hmm. And to me, what this means and this format unification means is the first ever even footing world championship which we could see next year if we get format unification and that to me is why this is so exciting so that that was a that was a beautiful speech uh brava congratulations uh your check is in the mail uh, and here is my... where we the counter goes up one <laughs> so my i actually wasn't even gonna issue any counters at all uh my uh i just have an asterisk that i want to put on this idea okay, uh, okay. I am I'm I am 99.9% on board with format unification. I will concede basically anything. I will I, I was talking to this about this on Twitter recently. I yep. will I will I already know where you're going with this. I, I don't like the OCG hand triggers. I will concede to the OCG hand triggers. Uh, I don't like best of one for massive gigantic events. I will concede best of one for the massive gigantic events if it's some of the events. I I won't. I I don't think we can concede that. I'd rather concede. I'd rather concede the cockroach. I okay. I disagree. Uh, I uh, I will concede. Sorry. Like any type of printing decision, I will concede a ton of like bandless decisions. I cannot concede maxi. Yeah. If if maxi is not banned, um, then then I am I will quit. <laughs> is my is my straight up statement if they unify the formats and maxi is is legal for play i will no longer be playing this game and uh with that uh why don't we read some patron names <laughs> i i understand i also do not want to concede maxi i will play additional copies of crossout designator what i cannot concede is best of one because to me Best of one cannot be anything more than a side event at any major event. I, I, I think actually, it is a useless format. I actually, I actually do agree with that. But okay, uh, yeah. With that said, we really need to go ahead and thank all of our wonderful patrons before <laughs> the end of the episode. So, and again, if you're not hearing your name here and you're expecting to, your payment might have gotten declined. You Check should it. take that up with Patreon because it's not your fault. I promise, it's Patreon. They did this. So a huge thank you to Kane Martin, Zyphers, Big Stinky, Blue Eyes is Best, Copium, Broken Boy 13, Ding Dongs, Hostess of the Yang Zing. Do you remember when Heavy Storm was legal? Pepperidge Farm remembers. HGH Cyber, I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. If Sunny was a Pokemon, he'd be a Solgaleo because he brightens... Solgaleo. Solgaleo. If Sunny was a Pokemon, he'd be a Solgaleo because he brightens our day. That's good. That's a, that's that's very Listen, well done. Listen, I I, I appreciate it. I do, but it's 
O-U-R, our, not A-R-E. So he brightens <laughs> our day. So I'm sorry that I had to turn into a rainy cast form on your patron name, but oh, I appreciate it. Oh, it's rain dance time. All right. Yeah. Is Canada Nickelback, John Lowe, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Only Two Thrusts, Sorry, It's All I Had. Oh, I love that name, by the way. That, that's that's, that's funny. Owen Alvarado, Pistol RX, a Silver Hope, Understanding and Reading are two different things. A virtually Savers World. As anyone read Toy Vendor, it's kind of like reading Mascars. Aaron Gardner, I almost had a seizure reading that. Aaron Gardner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsio, Simpa the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silver in the Ascendant is the best floodgate. Box Wine, come on and get your game on. Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, I'm about to wreak a glimmer to across these plant nuts in your mouth. Cam, the Shadow Wizard, Money Game, ex- Money Gang Executive. My favorite deck is ABCDEEZNUTS. Neshi, Oldman, Red, Pinko, 143, and Slaking It Up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And of course, until next time, have a great weekend, everyone. And be sure to tune into the World Championship this Friday and Saturday on the Konami official uh, streaming places because it's the world championship. And if you don't watch that, watch that. Watch the Top Cut Case Tournament hosted by a not official source. Bye! (laughs) Oh, and for all you old heads out there, I was told to include this for all of you. Um, Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.